0: one week down how what like 34 35 more to go so
1: oh my gosh yeah we make it work but yeah it's just so weird too like i don't know about you but well cuz you're you're working from home right
0: for yeah for right now yeah
1: so like you know i was i i went to school but i'm just like in my classroom no one's there there's only two other teachers in sea hall it's just i don't know it's weird it's just a weird feeling you know what i mean
0: yeah i did uh I I know that some schools were uh, because of someone's husband or someone's wife now has COVID-19 that they've told every, all the teachers just work from home uh, this week. Uh, David Zakay got that and some other ones as well. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're, I mean, I would say a majority of our school is, um, you know, I, you know, there's, there's a, a little chunk of us who are, but especially at our school since it's, can uh, you know a campus style and so spread out. I mean, I really don't see anybody all day. Like I'll see the two people in my hallway, uh, but you know that's that's seriously about it.
0: Yeah, the uh, at our school they said there's like about fifty percent, but it's the same thing. Everybody just goes straight to their room. Doesn't yeah, do anything, doesn't do anything else yeah so but hey this weekend was like kind of a i don't know about you but like there was a lot of things going on there was a lot of sports there's a lot of yeah uh, news dc fandom was actually pretty cool yeah that was awesome Uh, yeah i got to check out all that i mean i mean that right there alone dc fandom alone had a lot of stories to talk about and then and then the uh controversy behind the the Mandalorian trailer that we got wrong so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that was so funny I know that people are pissed and upset you know like upset because they feel like I strayed them or I lied to them so like it's a friend of mine that works at Lucasfilm I don't I hate to call it a source because it's just a guy like a friend of mine who works there and he you know, we'll talk every so often, you know, and he just, you know, lets me know, gives me a heads up on things and nothing big, you know, nothing right. too uh, crazy and stuff. And so he said, Hey, uh, be prepared for the Mandalorian trailer coming out soon. I was like, What do you mean? He's like, Oh, whether, well, you know, like usual, they're going to uh, probably air it during the NBA playoffs because they always do the trailers that way they always tie it up right. with either monday night football or or the nba finals and stuff and so he's like yeah they're, they're you know or uh, the nba first round is you know right there at the end of august and so that's what they're looking at and then uh i just happen to like say any you know update on it. he's like oh yeah it's supposed to be either uh or what was it, Thursday or Saturday during the Lakers game, because that's going to be probably the the biggest uh, draw for ratings. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, no biggie. So, you know, I put that out there, no no, nothing, I didn't think anything crazy of it. And, you know, most people that read it originally were like, yeah, it makes sense to put it during that time and stuff. Well, then uh, the guys over at Kessel Run Transmissions, I don't know if you've ever uh, listened to their podcast, but they're really good. Mm -hmm. Um they they have a source uh, I, I don't know if it's my friend or not but they they have their own source and uh right. they they contacted us and said we're check double check with you guys you know and so uh joseph was like texting me he's like are you sure those are two, the two dates i was like well that's what we talked about nothing and, and so they said that their source said thursday well then grace randolph who's another like youtube person who has a couple sources out there she goes out on twitter and says it's going to be on thursday as well so that caused like a a twitter storm of people to get all hyped for it and so right. there's three outlets you know all i'm pretty sure we all have different sources saying it's going to happen and then it does not happen uh, <laughs> it yeah. was pretty funny um, so I, I texted you know my source buddy and i was like yeah. way to screw me over on that he's like oh sorry about that dude um, supposedly, uh, what he told me was that if you n- noticed on, on the day that the Mandalorian trailer dropped that some, like just out of the blue DC, so you had Matt Reeves drop the poster, the promo poster for the Batman, Zack right. Snyder, Zack Snyder did a uh, little teaser for the Justice League trailer. And then the big news of Batflick, you know, or ba- Ben Affleck was coming back as Batman, you know, in a I uh, I think it was Vanity Fair piece or something like something like that, all dropped. Those three, you know, bombs dropped on that Thursday when the Mandalorian trailer came out. And so he said, basically, uh, their marketing team got cold feet and didn't want to share the Mandalorian trailer with all that DC news. So they just pulled it at the last minute.
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because I feel like that's so much like it's, it was so DC heavy. That while, like, yeah, that'd be awesome, I feel like it
0: easily could have gotten,
1: it would easily get buried, you know what I mean? Oh, the
0: the Ben Affleck story alone, that was, like, the the sinking ship right there. like Right. So, the, the Noah over at Kessel Run Transmission, you know, people kept on... Uh, tweeting at him and messaging him saying, hey, we haven't heard anything. Usually, like, you know, when a trailer drops, that they, they get a little promo, you know, or some sort of news piece, like saying, hey, make sure to watch the Lakers game. And he was like, dude, you know, he, he mentioned on Twitter, like, they pretty much wait till late in the day to make that announcement. And it seemed like we were waiting for it, waiting for it, and it never came. And it's like right around, I think, that time that, you know, they would have made that announcement is when the Ben Affleck piece dropped. And, like, how do you... You you have three major pieces. I mean, two mediocre ones. I think the Batman poster um, and the Justice League teaser trailer for the the full trailer those weren't big. But then the Ben Affleck right. news just took over Twitter like over you know took over the entire Twitterverse and social media. And you can't you don't you don't want to share your day with that. So no, I, I understand pulling the trailer at the last minute. Some people are like they don't pull trailers that fast on I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah. They, oh yeah, absolutely. When you own the the channel that you're gonna put the the trailer on, yeah, you can basically dictate what what goes on and what goes what doesn't happen. So yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I mean, it, it, yeah, they can they can decide. They can make those decisions whenever they want. You know, I mean, that's you know, that's that's what they're oh yeah
0: kind of
1: paying for. Because like I said, I, I mean. You know, you put it out on that day, and like I said, it's it's a, you know, I mean, even if you look at, say, like, movie releases, right, it's the same sort of thing. Like, oftentimes movies will, or, um, you know, different um, uh, different industries will, like, move the dates based on oh, when something yeah. else is coming out. You mm-hmm. see that all the time, so there's not this big competition for it.
0: right. Yeah, I mean, it's this was I think Warner Brothers first time that they were really caught like Disney cuz usually you know Disney with Marvel does this, those type of things or, or we've gone to San Diego Comic-Con before. It's like <clears throat> we'll be getting ready to do, go to a Hall H panel for Warner Brothers and then literally like, an hour before the Hall H panel for Warner Brothers, DC, Marvel drops something or Disney drops something for you know Lucas Films and you know it takes over. So I think this was kind of the first time Warner Brothers was able to get the the upper hand on Disney with it. So, I mean, kudos to them. I think I love it. It's, it's you know, that that kind of battle I, that, you know, between the two companies, the two giants. So, um, I mean, we'll, pro- we'll probably get the Mandalorian trailer sometime this week because it puts us at a month away at least. So it's, it'll be the end of August. It's supposed to... From what I've heard, debut this uh, the first full week of October. Um, so, yeah, I think on the eighth or the ninth of October is when they're planning on debuting on Disney Plus. So, if we get something at the end of next week or this week coming up, it gives us a month. Maybe do a teaser trailer and then throw one more in sometime in September. And but you...
1: I think that's also a smart move for them, though, right? Because that also gives time for you know, obviously, with like the Batman trailer and the Suicide Squad, right? And, like just all the other things that you know, the you know, as a new Wonder Woman, uh, eighty-two or eighty-four trailer, Um, and so like it gives that kind of time to settle a little bit, um, to then actually come out and 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 have some steam of its own, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it, it it'll probably come out soon. I'll talk to my my buddy sometime this week, and he'll let me know when they, they're rescheduling or planning on, but you're right. It lets everything that we saw this week and kind of marinate and everybody get over and then boom, we got kind of get into Star Wars. So, um, well going into DC fandom, you know, that happened this Saturday, what was your favorite piece of it?
1: Um, I mean, there was a lot of really cool stuff, right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was, it was neat seeing, you know, the suicide squad, um, that that looks like it's in a good direction.
0: Oh yeah, um,
1: it looks really really good. Um, and then obviously you know I felt like the Zack Snyder cut super or um Justice, Justice League, League had, super cut. He, he had just enough new stuff that kind of wants you to like you know to grab onto that right for But man, that, the Batman trailer was. I thought it was awesome. That's that was I, shocking, man. I, I thought, I think it looks, it has really good potential, I think.
0: You know, I was thinking about it, like, I, I think I watched it like 10 times in a row just to try oh, to yeah. pick up all the little uh, things in the Easter eggs and, and stuff. And it, but what amazes me about it is it's got a lot of, like, it's got a little bit of Tim Burton in it. It's got yeah. a little bit of Christopher Nolan in, uh, in it. Um, it's got that like that um Jason Bourneish double oh seven um 007 style, you know. Yeah. Uh, type of feel to it too. It's got a lot of different it's pulling from a lot of different elements and oh yeah, like the music to it was perfect. Oh, uh yeah. you know, I like the suit uh and seeing Robert Pattinson <clears throat> you know, the little bits we got of him, I thought you know, that is a very young Bruce Wayne. You can kind of get the vibe that this is him beginning that journey of becoming batman is really cool
1: well i what i like to yeah the music was great with it but the, the tone i really enjoyed mm-hmm. that kind of noir it felt yes it felt a little sin city like almost very um, yep but at the same time um you know it had some really just cool but like dark elements obviously with at the beginning i you know i i think that's riddler at the beginning i've read some things or maybe that was where it's like duct taping the guy um and uh it, it seems like what they're probably gonna do at least from that is that it, kind of like the batman um arkham city games and arkham yep. asylum games where the, the riddler there was like very like the clues were very like saw-esque and you get that kind of vibe with this and I think that's, you know, really cool, really psychological. Um, I was reading an article about it and someone was like, you know, when they had the Riddler in the, um, you know, in um, like the in 66 and then also, you know, in Batman Forever, like, those riddles were so easy to solve. You know what I mean? And where, like, you know, it took what Val Kilmer's Batman and um, Alfred, how long to come up with Mr. E, Enigma remember that? They got oh, it, like, seconds, yeah. Like, we're like, this, I mean, it looks like it's really going to be things that, like, even the audience, like, it, it it's not going to be easy to come up with, you know what I mean? Like, the one, right. the card had, like, hieroglyphics on it. I don't, it just looks really cool. And the other thing I enjoyed, too, is I wasn't sure what he was going to do voice-wise, you know, because obviously, you know, with, um, Ben Affleck, they had like the digitized, which I liked, but that makes sense for a more like progressed Batman, right? Um, and you know that's where Christian Bale got some slack from, but his voice I thought was good and reminded me a lot of what like Michael Keaton Bat, Michael Keaton's Batman voice, yes, like They're just horse like, adjust- whisper. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was good, but also the, um, I mean, they mainly had like the one fight scene aside the one like that one, like where he beats the crap out of that guy. And I, I don't know. Just I really enjoyed pretty much everything about the trailer.
0: Yeah, I mean the. So you're right. The tone, very no R S. There, were, I forgot. Like you even made that point of like they got a lot from or from the the video games. You know the mm-hmm. the Riddler type of clues being left around, um, and then also to the. You know, the fighting style of it was, I thought, was, you know, kind of a nod to the video games that everybody loved. This is just a Batman that's going to sit there and beat somebody to a pulp. And it's, you know, and not – and then I don't know about you, but it was kind of, like, refreshing when they asked, like, who are you? And he didn't say, I'm Batman. He said, I'm vengeance. Because I think everybody was expecting that, I'm Batman. And he goes, I'm vengeance. And so you definitely can see that this is a different tone. um, Right. And even too like I, the this Batman interacts with the GCPD a lot. I mean, you saw so I'm I was assuming after watching the trailer a couple of times that opening scene where you see you know um, the cops standing in the hallway after on the murder scene and they're staring at you know the camera that that's Batman walking through you know to to get to the, the crime scene. Um, and then there's that short little clip where it looks like he's in an interrogation room and he's gets you know into kind of a, a a scuffle with one of the other police officers, something. I have to slow it down a little bit. But this one looks like it's—he's—it's it's a truly detective uh, style yeah. of Batman working with GCPD on it. So,
1: well, and and you know, because what this is year like two Batman, right? I believe it's year two. Yeah, I believe that's like and, uh,
0: yeah, year two ish.
1: And and so you know, a lot of it makes sense. He's like trying to figure things out, and you have all these villains that are starting to pop. But I know yeah. that. Um, Carmine Falcone is in it as well. Um, and so I think that will have the whole, like, you know, mob, paying, you know, corrupting politicians and, and right. you know, and all that. But at the same time, that's where I think you'll start to see the other quote-unquote, like, freaks, if you will, taking over, like, Riddler. And then did you uh, see, like – there have been like screen grabs of uh, Colin Farrell as um, Cobblepot.
0: I haven't seen the screen uh, grabs. So. I'll,
1: I'll send it to you. Yeah, there was a screen grab and I'll send it to you. It looks really, really good though. And you can, like he's in a fat suit and like he has some prosthetics for like his face. But I mean, it it looks good. And I just, you, I think you're going to see, like you said, a very early Batman that's like very overwhelmed because of all the areas that he's pulled cool. because obviously you're going to have you know, Cobblepot doing one thing, Nigma doing the other thing. Obviously, you know Selena Kyle, who I thought looked awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like he's going to be pulled in. Like it's it's not just like this. I don't say low level crime, but you know what I mean. It, it's like taking a step up now.
0: And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I I thought the, like you said the music, everything was just really spot on with it.
0: Yeah, this is definitely. Um, I don't know if you've ever play uh it was the third batman game arkham origins where it came yes. out on yeah it were it came out on yep. um the
1: other one was black mask
0: yes black mask yep. which ended up yep. being joker or whatever but that's yeah. it, that's where i got that vibe from is that it was kind of you know interacting with all the different um villains yeah. throughout and stuff and then it, you could it, that that game was really more detective based you had to use the kind of his little um what is it called like a
1: his encryptor vision. and all those yeah other it's a
0: cryptor and, and stuff and just, oh yeah see this like you'd have to see all of the um this the crime scene and link it all together and stuff like that's where i feel like this is going to go maybe not with that much technology but that kind of style to it um
1: well i like that too because it's, that in itself is something that hasn't hasn't been done you know, it just, it hasn't, uh, on film, it hasn't been done, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. And the cast is, like, that's a good cast.
0: Wow, that does not look like Colin Farrell at all. No, I know, right? That is a that is good makeup. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, and, you know, I think it's, it's pretty brave for Matt Reeves to to take on the Riddler as being the main villain for the first go around um, with this movie, you know, because traditionally the Riddler's, you know, not been a, a really thought provoking. I mean, there were, so the a, Batman animated series was okay, but it was yeah. more like those gimmicky riddles that, you know, and of course Bruce was always, you know, smarter than the Riddler and could figure it out in no time. And like you said, you know, in the Adam West series, nothing. George – or Val Kilmer's, you know, know, they've always made it seem like Bruce was a step ahead of the Riddler. um, Right. Everybody else was like, I I don't understand this. And Bruce comes in and is like, oh, well, it's just, you know, Edward Nigma. That's it. Um, But, yeah, this one – well, the Gotham TV series I thought did the best job so far was uh, Corey Michaels. he did like an amazing um, interpretation of the Riddler in that show. Yeah, um, he was great. Yeah, so it, to 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 tackle the the Riddler, that's I mean to me that's awesome.
1: Well, Matt Reeves even said that this is going to be a very different Riddler than people are used to, which I think is a good thing.
0: Right. Um, and it, the, what we saw with the the goggles and the that face mask when he was pulling the duct tape around and stuff. So,
1: yeah. And, and I think this is going to be a thing where, you know, obviously there there will be a match of wits sort of a thing. Yes. But I also even wonder if maybe he knows that Bruce Wayne is, um, Batman and tries to leverage some of that. You know what I mean? I I just, there's a lot of really cool ways that it can go.
0: (laughs) And, um, what do you think about the, the gang with the, the face paint some i think it's like the joker gang or the beginning of the joker gang yeah the joker some people are saying no it's just you know it doesn't look too much joker but um i think this is pre-joker mm-hmm. what like what are your thoughts
1: yeah so i i thought that at first i thought it was it's too in your face to be like a nod to the joker you know what i mean because if it was something like that it'd be like one character like one guy in the background or something like that right right but to have that many people i i i kind of thought so like remembering gotham how how jerome was like the um like the inspirer there was like there was always the inspiration for the joker right. that finally mm-hmm. led to the joker And I feel like this might be something kind of sort of along those lines.
0: Yeah, and I could see maybe, like, in the background of this movie, the Mm -hmm. origin of the Joker happens. Like, we get this. Not the the main focal point, but, like, you know, things happening in the city at this time. And maybe that's what we get in, because they're talking about doing a spinoff TV show in this time frame as well. And so maybe they're going to tackle things that they don't have time to in the movie to maybe set up for the next uh, Batman movie, which would be cool if they could, if they can pull it off. Um, see, that'd be, that'd be really
1: smart because I know that like, um
0: they've done that before with like,
1: you know, like the comics or something like that. Like right. that, you know, this, they did that with the Arkham series in between Arkham city and Arkham um night. I think then they used some comics that like kind of bridged a little bit of a gap in between right. there. huh. Uh, it uh, yeah so i think that's a smart move but that's also a way like you said to kind of not only bridge a gap but also build this like world in between movies that people can it's one of those things where people can either you know they're maybe not completely lost if they don't watch it but it's going to help them a lot if they do
0: yeah it's it's uh, pretty much uh If they do it right, you could elevate maybe some of the minor villains that would be, like, in the third movie. or Because I think it's a trilogy that Reeves has got set up for this. And so you don't have to use, like, Colin Farrell or, like, some of the the main cast members. What you could do is have little Easter eggs in the background, you know, and have those... uh, those villains and those characters kind of be the focal point of the tv show say season one or you know two seasons to set up for the second movie and then do two more seasons for the tr- the third movie and and kind of build up the villains that way where i could see it like you're building up to that arkham Night uh or what was the f- it, it, or just arkham game the first one um uh arkham asylum arkham asylum right where it, you know it's you know, Batman in Arkham Asylum, attack, you know, taking down all the different villains he's he's matched up against. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has really good potential, I think. Uh, you know, it, it I don't know. I'm really excited about it.
0: So, um, let's see. Wonder Woman 84 was another trailer that dropped. Uh, the really only thing that we got to see that I think that was maybe a shocker was the the actual appearance of Cheetah, uh yeah. played by Chris Big. But besides that, I mean there wasn't a lot of uh to go off there. And I think because the movie was so close to being released in uh you know, right before the pandemic that they weren't even gonna show any of that. It was gonna be more like, all right, go, you know, go see it in the movie theater. So um so, like when we were, when I was watching with with Joseph and some of the other guys, it didn't seem like it was a big hit. What, did you feel the same way? Or?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, so I mean, when the when the one before that came out, that you know, it didn't have Cheetah in it yet, and you could tell some of the graphics stuff was on there. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it looked awesome. And then this one, like you said, I I didn't think it was like a huge step up, um, aside from. Like you said, the appearance of Cheetah. I mean, it looks cool. I think yeah. Cheetah looks good. But it wasn't like a major... It, I don't think there was like any real major differences outside of that.
0: Right. And I think that's why they put one... This mo- or this is the first panel of the day. Because it was yeah. basically... It, we had already gotten a Wonder Woman 84 panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it was a San Diego Comic-Con last year, I believe. Um, I think Joseph went to that one or while we were taking handling the dark web uh, no, yeah. mm-hmm. um and then they have a new uh, montreal studios uh has taken over the reins for the next batman game and it's now gotham knights where we instead of being playing as batman we're now it looks like you have the ability to choose from one of the four robin nightwing bat uh Batgirl, and then um red hood is that so I I mean from that trailer alone and gameplay alone, I mean they sold me on pre ordering that game. What about you?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like I ever since the like original Arkham series, like I feel like that completely changed, you know not only video games, superhero video games. And if you remember, I think it started with Arkham City, where you could get you know, the different downloads, and you could play, like, as, you know, Robin, Mm -hmm. Um, and then, obviously, in City, like, you could play as Catwoman, but there was still, like, some limited gameplay to a degree, Um, and just, you know, experiencing games as these other characters, um, you know, to the full extent that we're going to have, like, now, I mean, it just looks awesome.
0: Yeah, it's... This game, so Montreal did Arkham Origins, which was the the third. It was the third installment, and it came right after Arkham City, which was just an unbelievable game um, because that was kind of the first real open world. uh, Because the Arkham Asylum, even though it felt open world, there was still limitations to it. It was still very linear. Where in Arkham City, you really had full reign to go wherever you wanted um and then well, I, montreal when they did arkham origins they had very high ambitions on making a bigger city and then they added the uh the bat jet or whatever bat wing whatever they call it in the game so you could transport faster from uh, area to area but it caused a lot of lag in the game and so that's where basically uh, for some people you know kind of ruined it for them the gameplay i felt was was on par with what Rocksteady had created. I love the storyline and, like, kind of the element of being the detective to it. Um, And, you know, there was that twist, spoiler alert, that Black Hand, you know, was really Joker at the end and stuff. And it was, you know, it it was a good story overall. And then Rocksteady took over for one more, which was the Arkham right Night, yeah, yeah, Arkham, yep. and which that was a, a great storyline and stuff with the the Red Hood and you know um, and, and that story and uh, and then you had the Batmobile in that game as well that you know you could go around and use it as a tank which is, is ridiculously crazy but it seems like now you got like uh, the the choice of it's look it looks like it's a continuation of the last game so. Uh, bruce is somewhat dead or at least dead and then you so you get the the four options and then they had the little teaser right at the end of the court of owls was going to be um kind i don't know if the main villain or or, or, or big part of the storyline but that was that was really cool and looked like we saw a talent in there right at the end yeah
1: i mean yeah you know that their presence is there somewhere which is You know, it's cool. I think those types of games have always been a cool way to explore all of, you know, the rogues gallery from, you know, big to small. That's what I actually liked about Montreal's uh, Batman Origins. I actually, uh, you know, dusted it off and played it this past uh, summer again. But having, you know, because at the time Black Mask was, um, uh, or no, I'm sorry, um, Black Mask? I forget this is Black Masker joke. Yeah, Black um, Mask but, in this one. Yep. Mas- yeah, yeah. But he, um, he actually, you know, pretty much put out a bounty on Batman's head, mm-hmm. and so like there was like you know Deathstroke, Killer Croc, um, uh, Bane, um, you know Firefly. So like even like someone like Firefly, and that was really cool to play in the game, like going through that busted up bridge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like even being able to explore a lot of the villains in that way that maybe we don't see uh, you know is another benefit of these games. But yeah, just that open world um, that they have with it as well just makes it even more enjoyable. And I just this looks it just looks awesome and looks like, like you said, kind of a, a
0: continuation off of off of what they've already had. Yeah, and it seems like there's gonna do like there's gonna be a co-op part of it too, or like you can do it co-op. So having two players at the same time would be really cool to 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 be able to do. Um, so all to it, I mean, I'm excited about it. Like that that trailer for the game right there sold me on it. So I'll more than likely pick it up, you know, the minute it comes available and spend the next 24 30 hours playing it. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see what else. So we had the Zack Snyder Justice League panel with the. Um, the big reveal or like teaser for it. So uh, a couple bits of it. So Zach Snyder revealed that it will be 4 one hour episodes um, and that there will be an opportunity for fans that don't get HBO max to see it, but he didn't really explain how. Um, so there's some rumors going around that there might be ability or that they might release it in theaters for a the time being. So people can go see it there or, you know, pay for it you know for you know rental and so forth uh do you think that was a smart move to put it into four one-hour blocks uh i do
1: um i you know i just like four hours straight is just a long time even if it's something yeah. that you really want to see it's just it's it's a it's a commitment and like it is I mean, it even, is a commitment even though you're not like at the movie theater like a lot of times you want to see them you know all where um, I mean, even if you think about when you binge watch stuff, right? Like, so, you know, if I'm binge watching something on Netflix, and it's like an hour. I still feel like if I do like three episodes, like that's a lot, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and so I think this is a good way to break it apart, but also to keep people wanting a little bit more and also to keep them coming back a little bit. Um, yep. See, I, I think I think it was the right move because I think you will get, a, you know. Rather than, OK, if someone is, you know, like I said, a, a, maybe a in-between type of fan, like your average fan, you know, and someone's like, OK, here's this. It's four hours. You're like four hours rather than like, hey, this is an hour. And then maybe they like it. So then you keep them coming back rather than right away being like, here, let's watch this for four
0: hours. Right. And I think the way and this is just my theory of it is how they're going to break it up. Is So I think the first episode is basically gonna be the Steppenwolf episode, introducing Steppenwolf and you know, the 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 big push for that. I think the second episode is good in the second and third episode, you're gonna get more of an origin story for the Flash and Cyborg because they don't have their own, like, origin movie. So we got Wonder Woman, We, you know, we got Aquaman, in a sense, already. We already know the Batman, you know, storyline. We already got Man of Steel, you know. So I think those two middle episodes, you're going to see it more drawn out with, you know, Barry Allen and then um, uh, Victor Stone as, you know, a cyborg becoming cyborg there, and then ultimately leading up to the final battle, which will be the fourth episode, and you know, and uh, maybe you know, sprinkle in you know the resurrection of Superman and the black suit and so forth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing personally. Oh my gosh, I saw the black suit. I was in. Yeah,
1: that and then Dark Side for you know, I know it wasn't completely done, but like looked pretty awesome too. I thought. Yeah, um, I
0: I liked both. Like I like Dark Side. I liked the version of Stephen Wolf that they had. You know. Yeah. Uh, without the armor on and stuff you know yeah i
1: am um, yeah, there's definitely some i mean it's definitely worth seeing i think uh you know and the fact that they are like have brought people back to you know to so like they're it's a it's a legit thing and yeah i yeah,
0: mean they're investing well, extra 30 million into the with well, 25 to 30 million into this project you know so they're redoing a little touch-ups on CGI. They said they're adding some, you know, scenes that were left out into. So maybe we'll get a little bit more Commissioner Gordon. Um.
1: So here's my question for you: If this is like pretty successful, how do you think this? How do you think this could change DC? Uh, like the you know movie universe moving forward.
0: Ooh, um, so I don't think Justice League, like, the Snyder Cut's gonna do that. I think Flashpoint will do this. Uh, Like, I think, I think this is kind of a, like, hey, guys, you know, it, it, no fault to Zack Snyder, and I really don't even blame Warner Brothers, too, uh, for what happened, you know, because, um, you know, his, Zack Snyder's, you know, child committed suicide, and so, I mean, that's every reason to step away from producing a movie and, you know, directing a movie, so, um, who did uh, who did they get to replace him? Um, to, uh, Josh uh, Joss Whedon. Josh Whedon. I kept on thinking Ron Howard for some other reason, but that definitely wasn't. That was for Solo. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Josh, they got Josh Whedon in there, and it seemed like it was you know the the right choice to do. And, and you know whenever you get like these these films where you have two directors or you know a change in in wow. guard, it, it never really comes to fruition. So I think this is more or less kind of a. Uh, Let's let's finish it off the way that we originally wanted to do it. But I think Flashpoint by bringing back Ben Affleck, having Michael Keaton uh, come back as well, uh, it looks like from what they're when that one panel. I don't know if you watched it where uh, Greg Berlanti, um, Jim Lee, and then I cannot remember for the life of me the gentleman who is who's in charge of the movie productions of DC. They basically came to the conclusion, the three of them, that. You know, it's better to have the multiverse than try to do this stupid. Remember when Arrow first came on and they couldn't use certain, you know, characters because they were going to use them in the movies and stuff, and they wanted to make sure yeah. that it, it was like, you know, people wouldn't get get confused. And that was kind of from other people in Warner Brothers. But it looks like these three are saying, no, let's do it. Let's go for our own versions, what we want, and and just say it's a multiverse. And I think that's what Crisis on Infinite Earths allowed. Um, so I think what Flashpoint's going to do is it's going to open up this realm of like, OK, we're, you know, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is part of a, a universe that's somewhere tied Ooh. in, you know, and all these different things. So um, I don't know what's going to happen to Ben Affleck's Batman. I, I, You know, I'm assuming that somehow he's going to either pass away or we'll see like some all like alternate version of him when the end of flashpoint's done um yeah. but um, but it will be good to to see but i think that's the the critical movie there i think if they do it right because you know you and i were very critical of the tv version of flashpoint on the flash where it only was one episode and it did not tackle anything from the comic books um, right and i think flashpoint's going to be that justice League too i think you're going to see aquaman in there i think you're gonna see wonder woman in there you're gonna see ben Affleck. So i think this is going to be a the kind of the stepping stone to this new universe where we have everything in there and more power to them. Uh, I think that's the smartest move that they they're making.
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I agree with that. It's, and it's another thing that I like about it is that it's different than what Marvel is doing. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and that's, here's the thing. That's fine. Like, I think, that is, you know, I said this like from the beginning, where dc just needed to figure out what they wanted to be right right if they if they wanted to be dark then go dark and stay dark you know if they wanted to be more like marvel be more like marvel but i think where they struggled was that like they went dark and then people like no it's too dark so then they tried to go like marvel and then that didn't work out and it's just like like pick your lane and go
0: and yeah, like you don't
1: have to you don't have to be Marvel to do what Marvel's doing, like do your own thing. And now I think they're starting to do that.
0: And I think they were getting so much pressure from executives. I think people that were not not DC fans were making calls Mm -hmm. to try to become like Marvel. Do the streamline event where you start with one movie and it ties into the next 10, Right. you know, and it's one, you know, massive storyline. I don't think you need that in DC. I think we've learned from the multiple versions of Batman that we are okay seeing five different Batmans. And shit, come out with three at one time. Uh, Because think about it, within a span of, let's say, you're going to have the 2021 Robert Pattinson Batman out. And then supposedly Flashpoint will be out, you know, by 2022, you know. So in, in a year, you're going to have Robert as Batman and still continuing on that story. Ben Affleck, we'll see what happens with him. And then Michael Keaton making a, a cameo appearance or some sort of appearance as Batman again. And so I think people understand that. In the DC realm of everything, and I think that's what Crisis was able to do. Is there are multiple versions, and everyone has their own iteration of it. And if you if you like the the CW version of DC, great, watch that. If you like the movie version, great, watch that. If you only liked Joker and Joaquin Phoenix, great, watch that. Um, you know, I think that's where the beauty of all of it is: is that you don't have to streamline. And I think that's where Marvel and and even Star Wars, for they're they're limited by the formula they did. They right. they did, you know. I think in the Marvels, you know, Cinematic Universe, they did an amazing job for ten years, building up to one massive st- uh, story with the Infinity uh, Saga. But Star Wars failed at that with the the sequel trilogies, you know, um, yeah. where they try to tie it in all together instead of being its own Star Wars trilogy you know, and, and be separate from the Skywalkers, they try to can do the, the Marvel thing, and that didn't work. And, I, I mean, I don't know how you're going to do the Marvel thing twice and, and get the same reaction from fans, because now the, the anticipation is much higher. So. Right,
1: yeah. Um, and I, I think, naturally, this just works better for DC, because I think the other thing that yeah. hurt them, per se, is that, so, you know, Marvel, like you said, they are they did an awesome job, but like, you know, Iron Man and Captain America and Thor um, already had their, you know, they had single movies that did well, mm-hmm. and then they brought them together. Obviously, Hulk had had a couple before that, but still, though, like, so it made sense to build it that way. Right. Whereas, like, what... DC found themselves in kind of a very different spot, right? Because, like, they wanted to get the team up, but then, like, you hadn't had the Aquaman movie yet, and you hadn't had, like, the Flash movie yet. And so then you, it was like they were trying to kind of explain that while kind of pushing forward, where, you know, where, where this way just, it makes more sense for the way that their films have rolled out anyway. Right. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately what screwed him over was the Green Lantern movie. I think, yeah, you know, no knock on Ryan Reynolds. I love him as an actor and, you know, him as Van Wilder and uh, as Deadpool and stuff. Uh, but they try to make Green Lantern that family, you know, version of Iron Man. And it didn't work. It failed miserably. Um, and I think that put some of the Warner Brothers executives in a bind and then what do we do then they did the the batman you know versus super or no then yeah. they did man of steel which was a more darker tone batman versus superman darker tone and then that got backlash and then they're like okay we're going to flip it back justice league will be you know softer and and more more gimmicky with jokes and that didn't work either and it's kind of like dude what the hell and now i think with the success of wonder woman i think with the success of aquaman i think with the success of the the cw you know and yeah. and what green arrow was able to do what grant Gustin was able to do with the flash um in all the other spin-off shows i mean who would have thought that legends of tomorrow would be going into their what are they going into their sixth, sixth? sixth fifth or yeah. sixth no way i would have thought they lasted that long i know. i, I, I love know. i'd love the show it's one it's probably my favorite out of all of them now um because it, it's it's funny to me like I, I laugh at it more than anything else and i think that's kind of the the purpose of it but no way i would have thought that it would have been six seasons i thought maybe three max
1: oh uh, yeah I, I i thought too personally yeah, yeah, Is yeah. That, that was me liking it too but like i just didn't think i think we had talked about that at one point i just didn't think people knew enough about them to right. enjoy it and sure enough i mean yep and,
0: yeah and then they you know originally it was you know this own separate universe and like there were some tie-ins, but then you had like black lightning that was in its own universe. And then, you know, there was no there was really no mention of Batman, it just like little whispers of it. Then they bring it in with Batwoman. And so now it's its own and then you know, Crisis make it makes it its own one universe in it, per se. Cause now Supergirl's a part of it where she wasn't a part oh, of it, yeah. but she yep. she could travel to the different verses, you know. It was It was complicated, but it was was fun, you know. But now it's all one. Um, And then, what is it? They're going to do that not Lois and Clark, but uh, Superman and Lois show Uh as well. Um, Which, hey, they're they're growing it. Uh, But I think that's they learn from each other, because even in the comics, you know, you had Flashpoint kind of reorganize everything. Everybody liked it. You had the the rebranding of the the new 52 um you know dc comics which lasted for some time as you know just re- the the rebirth line mm-hmm. um, and then they've they've kind of scrapped all of that and they're kind of going back to basics and having the multiverse again so all right yeah it's uh, so from zack snyder's justice league cut i think we get the the this is going to be the kind of the the farewell goodbye to that era of dc movies that maybe are not you know the, the the best you know in a sense but on to the next one you know and yeah. what we see with flashpoint aquaman 2 of course wonder woman 84 and so forth yep um so we talked about the batman oh suicide squad last one right yep. here um Suicide Squad, what a big cast! I didn't realize how big of a cast that was. It was oh, yeah. twelve neither. people, uh, 12, yeah. pe- twelve actors on there, and it seemed like they all had fun with each other because to to be on a Zoom call like that and joke around with each other, pretty yeah. impressive. So yeah. you know that they they're they're friendly with each other. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I yeah they're they're little like not sizzle reel things they kind of had, I, but I guess you could call it that. But yeah, I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Yeah, it seemed like it was going to be so they mentioned it is going to be like a a night it had this like a 1970s war movie vibe. So to yeah. me, my theory is is like they're they're hired to go um like overthrow a dictator or some sort of like South American Colombian drug lord or something. like That it's, That was kind of my take on it. I don't know. Yeah. Um but it, the the new look of Harley Quinn you know, King Shark. Um, some of the characters that were, you know, that just used, introduced to, I think, you know, for early CGI effects and everything not being done, I thought it looked really, really good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and like I said, I think it, it's good to freshen up some of the characters, um, you know, but you keep obviously some of the characters that worked well, um, you know, like keeping Captain Boomerang and Rick Flag and you know i think um harley and then amanda waller and amanda waller yeah and then bringing in some fresh ones too it's like i said pretty pretty interesting and yeah it it, it is it feels like older almost 80s this suicide squad as well Mm -hmm. too though because you got like you know polka dot in there rat catcher weasel just like some really i I don't want to say random because that's what suicide squad is or random but like yeah more of some of the like I said earlier some that you see going up against like King Titans and stuff like that,
0: yep yeah, no, I mean, I think randoms a good word because of, like there's definitely some of the characters on there like polka dot man that was like, oh yeah, I forgot about him Oh, yeah. Um, and then even uh what's John Cena's character? uh peacemaker, right? Uh,
1: peacemaker,
0: yeah yeah, peacemaker I was like, Jesus, I forgot about peacemaker yeah you know, couldn't but that like it I think John Cena fits that perfectly like casting wise. It was pretty pretty much a uh, on point with that one. But I think we get a Easter egg at the end of the movie or something with Will Smith's Deadshot. I just don't see how you can have Suicide Squad with in, without Deadshot in it.
1: Now, why did they originally say that? Was it scheduling or did they just not do it? Or I, I forget why.
0: I think um, it was. I think Will Smith was kind of skeptical of, I'm not 100% sure, like, I can't remember exactly, but I think he was kind of, after the reaction to the first movie and stuff, he was kind of skeptical yeah. of getting back into it. And so you had Idris Elbuk step in, and his, uh, gosh, I'm, all these names, um, but basically it's his, ver- like, he's deadshot 2.0 almost. Um yeah. But I do think they're going to be able to swing it back so that Will Smith is somehow in that movie. I would say near the end or end credit scene, something like that. So set up for Suicide Squad, you know, sequel or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. It looks,
1: I mean, like I said, it looks, it looks fun. It looks good, but I also, you know, I think some people maybe might be hesitant because like the last trailer was awesome for the. The first Suicide Squad, and I mean, I didn't necessarily completely dislike the first one, but um, it was a broken like movie. Said, yeah, and and like you, we've said before, especially you, is that like you know a a movie is only good as, is as good as its villains, and you know, oh, yeah. villain for Suicide Squad was where they kind of missed it.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if uh, was it David Ayer who was the original? Yeah uh the original director will because he's got his own version of the movie, his own cut. Um and he's said that he's wanted to release it, you know, or he's been tempted to release it, but Warner Brothers will let him. I wonder if the success of Justice League might open up that door. Um yeah, maybe. but I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon because they don't want it to compete or anybody to get kind of confused with right the upcoming james gunn suicide squad so i could it's going to be a while till we ever see that you know show up on hbo max or if we ever do see it um yeah the story behind that is is absolutely crazy um the success of that trailer for whatever reason warner brothers executives thought it would be a great idea to have that company that did trade the trailer edit the movie and so they edited the first half of the movie, but they know what to do with the second half. So they just left it as is. And that's why it feels like it's two different movies, you know, when you watch it and because the company that did it was, they only were in the business of editing trailers and cutting it up to, you know, to sell movies. And so they had no clue really on like what it took to edit an entire full length film. And that's why you get it like kind of fragmented almost, you know, um, and it, that storyline made absolutely no sense whatsoever when they went no. looking for Amanda Waller, and it, they oh, just had no, no clue whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so. that it. Yeah, it was definitely. Like I said, I mean, it's fine, but nothing near what what the original trailer looked like. It was going to be
0: right. So. Thankfully, James Gunn has made it all the way through, um, you know, as the director. And looks like basically he's got a couple months left to wrap things up and edit it and stuff. And, you know, hopefully we'll see it, you know, on time in 2021. And yep. it, it leads to, you know, more Suicide Squad, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, But, yeah, I mean, then there was the the Suicide Squad game, which really, they didn't really leak much on that. They had the, the funny trailer to it. But then they're supposed to go kill the Justice League. So I wonder how that game is going to turn out to be. Um, And then all the other panels for the DC fandom will be released on September 12th. They're only going to release for like a 24-hour window. And it's like over 100 hours worth of stuff that they're going to release. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I'm actually happy they did that because it allowed us to kind of sit there and watch the you know, the, the main panels and not have to, you know, pick and choose what we wanted to go see. So at least we got the main panels done and now on September 12th, you can go in for 24 hours and check out all the different ones that you want. The different TV shows. I think they got all the uh, TV show panels and all that, So,
1: yeah, I think they handled it well, like you said, especially mm-hmm. for not really ever having done anything like this really before. Yep.
0: So. so, um, Really quick, what was your thoughts on the Champions League final? I actually forgot it was today uh, between PSG and Bayern Munich, so I saw the end credits, you know, basically the last little bit of the the match.
1: Yeah, um, I I was surprised um, the score wasn't higher. Um, Mm -hmm. Bayern Munich, I mean, Bayern Munich deserved to win, um, but honestly, PSG didn't do themselves any favors. Like, they had their opportunities that they just – Completely missed. Um, and I, I'm glad Byron, you know, and especially Lewandowski del- deserves a damn balloon, you know, the balloon door. Ball, uh, yep. It, but I tell you what, uh, Coleman, the guy who scored, you mm-hmm. know, he 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 played for PSG. He was in their youth program and had a couple senior games and they sold him and, and he was the one to score against them.
0: Kind of. Always comes back to bite you in the ass with these yeah, transfers and you know And yeah. that, so, so
1: Bayern, Bayern's the winning team, but there was there was a crazy stat that said had something like, oh man, I forget what it was, but like a majority of Bayern's like transfers in combined cost as much as Neymar going to PSG alone.
0: Oh, I could believe that. That was the r- most ridiculous contract and transfer fee i've ever seen well
1: i mean they just they were talking about it too and they were like you know you have teams like city and psg where they're trying to just like like yes they have great players but there's no like culture to the clubs no they might there might be like this instantaneous success but like there's no culture that gets them through and they were like you know if you look at teams like bayern munich or you know, um, anytime United had won it or when, like, Barcelona had won it, if you looked at their teams, the majority were, like, either their youth players who had been there for, like, years and years and years and so, like, they, you know, you know, uh, um, you know, like, AC Milan when they were, in, and they're, like, there's this culture that helps you win things like the Champions League. It's not, it's more than just, it's more than just trying to buy the best individual players and put them in there and go.
0: Yeah. Who was, I forgot uh, one of the ESPN analysts on there was basically saying you can buy a league trophy, you know, in, in league yeah. title, but you can't buy a champions league, you know, yeah. trophy or, or even a, you, you know, you could do maybe Europa or whatever, but, um, but yeah, when you get to that pinnacle and that top elitist, you know, that's where the farm system, you know, the club system is really going to show, what depth you truly do have. Um, and, yeah, it, it's I, – I thought I read it where ESPN said that this was PSG's first time in the Champions League final, but I thought they had been Correct. in before. Uh, no,
1: I think that, no, that was their first in the
0: final, yep. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I I like I was, like, shocked by that stat. I was like, no way. As much as you hear about PSG, you would have thought that they had been in at least one or two times prior into the Champions League final.
1: Nope, that was the
0: first time. Many like, you know, you see Tottenham in, in its league final and it's like, "Whoa, that's it's kind of crazy." You know, but to for PSG winning so many of their league titles, you would expect them to be in the final.
1: I mean, yes and no. The only thing is like the French league is not a super Garbage. competitive league. And so like they can get they get into the Champions League every year because they're usually winning the title. Right. Fine, but, you know, who else do they play? Like, Lyon, Lille, Monaco. I mean, if they're going well, it just... And, it you know, then you know, then they got to go in. And even if you look at their draws throughout the uh, Champions League, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have to win some big games, but, like, you know, they some of the teams they had to play were teams that, you know, like... They just played, you know, RP Leipzig, who... You know, nothing against them, but usually not as strong as you would think. And they barely right. beat them. And then Neymar afterwards drinking a Red Bull because Red Bull was like their sponsor, the other team's sponsor. I hate that cocky sort of crap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it I was, don't, I mean, it was like last year when PSG played United and Di Maria was like a drink, acting like he was drinking out of the beer bottle when, and then United went and knocked them out. You know, it's just like right. I, I can't stand that sort of cocky crap.
0: Yeah, I don't see Neymar being back at PSG next year. Uh, I I just don't see it. It's a lot of money. You're not getting the return on it. I know that it's going to be hard to find a suitor to pay off that. But you might see it with what Messi being upset with Barcelona now, the management. You might see yeah. a trade. You know between the two. Would it be a smart trade? No, because um, you're getting an older Messi, ver- you know, versus a young Neymar. But do you want to deal with those antics all the time and stuff? Um, and It's been, you know, pain in the ass. But then Ronaldo has has been linked to him as well because he wants to play with Mbappe. So who knows? Um, I could see yeah. a Chinese. I, I could see, you know, one of the Chinese team from their Super League, you know, pay that ridiculous amount of money so that they could get Neymar. I uh, mean,
1: yeah. At this point, I, you know, Neymar seems to, you know, kind of be there for the money. But then at the same time, I know he wants the Champions League. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting what happens from here.
0: Yep, and now that basically ends their short turnaround or, you know, their short offseason, and then they pick Riot back up in a couple of weeks, and it's pretty amazing. So. Yeah. Yep. Premier League's already mentioned, or at least England said that they're going to allow some fans into the matches, you know, um, which will be interesting. Yeah, to they
1: see how, talked about, like, no away or, like, no way,
0: fans or something.
1: Right. Along those mm-hmm.
0: lines. Yeah. Interesting. It mean, makes sense. Yeah, and if I just pray and hold on that you know we no big outbreaks and hopefully that the transition's over into the United States and we start doing fans at games and stuff. So we'll see. Yep, we will see. All right, that puts us at an hour. We're good, unless you have something else that you want to talk about
1: uh no i mean i think that the dc stuff was awesome like you know gave, gave me something to look forward to <laughs> Yep,
0: yeah, and hopefully we get some star wars news this week because uh this was this upcoming weekend was supposed to be star wars celebration so some of the, the theories are out that they're not necessarily going to do a convention but you're going to see a lot of announcements come out this weekend of the mandalorian maybe some some updates on kenobi and some of the other movies that they have planned as well so It'll, hopefully, that gives us something to talk about for next weekend. Yeah. So, all right, bud. Get some rest. You need it for this week. <laughs> uh, no.